Minutes 38 remaining. They lead by 10 points. This year, the Dork Talk family back together uh, on the other end, the other side of the country, Matthew Judd. Are you there? Mate, the boys are back in town. I'm just listening to the boys. I probably Um, should have skipped a bit of the intro. Yeah. (laughs) You probably should have played it as soon as you spoke to me. Um, The the boys are back in town. You know why the boys were out of town, though? Because of you, mate. You sent the boys uh, out of town. Yeah, it's fairly think, true. Let's not. Um, we had some. We had some issues with. I think you were pretty busy with work. You also decided to go um, time travelling. Yeah, yeah, I did go time travelling. Went to some um, another continent, in fact. Yeah, well, they were in a much different time to what you're used to. Um, have you got it was like any six or eight cool, hours before? Cool Africa story or. Anything you would oh, No, you just do general Africa stuff, saw lots of animals that you wouldn't normally see around the traps. Any kangaroos? Uh, no roos. Oh, they were, they were pretty like out there like, oh my God, kangaroos are crazy. It's like, dude, we're literally looking at lions and leopards and, stuff <laughs> and rhinos. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, have you noticed that there's only one song about the boys being back in town, but there's like a hundred Christmas songs? You reckon there should be more boys back in town vibes getting around? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I tend to, tend to agree. But yeah, we had a bit of trouble getting our last episode. Um, I think we left We left right before... Uh, I think before, we did talk about the final game. Uh, and I think Ross the Boss got sacked and we kind of... We yeah, we haven't had a Ross the Boss sacking. So this app, what we're planning and what we're hoping, we'll probably just end up rambling a bit, which we already have done for the first two minutes, but um, we're going to go chronologically from where we left off as best we can and just yeah. probably deal with a bit of a wrap-up of the season. Um, I'm and then not we're looking gonna... at stats either. I'm going purely off how I remember that last game. Well, I've, I've written a little bit and then at the end we've got some questions and a lot of the questions are probably about the old silly season trade time, so I thought we could do a bit of... Uh, Open up there. This is the worst time of year for particularly fan pages. I've Mate, left the Dockers fan page because I was just so fed up with it. It is. You know what? It's, you know who's the busy time of the year for? Noobs. Uh, yes, but also <laughs> the uh, the AFL graphic designer who puts oh, uh, puts the, the jumpers old, on people. <laughs> the old jersey swapper. He is flat stick. He is yeah. flat stick. Oh, like, look at him in this like, jumper. What about this jumper? Like, oh, this get me, get me a Langdon in a Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon he's got just like heaps of stock photos of all the players and then so then he can like in different positions so he can hot swap the jumper. We really should easy. do an we should do an app. A jumper swapper. Yeah. I like that idea until you said app and then it's like, oh that's hard. You yeah, but imagine then you need an app just like so you can piss people off, send them photos of their much loved players in your jersey. Yeah, even if there's no rumours and they've, like, signed on for life. Yeah. Although you know that doesn't seem should... to matter anymore, does it? You know what app they should get rid of? The one that, like, where people change their Facebook photo and it's just, like, their profile picture and then you click the next and it's the same photo but with, like, the West Coast Eagles stuff. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> mate, you are a nuffy. That's, like, nuffy levels a million. Yeah, particularly if it's, like, that... that um you know, 60-year-old man that's just taking a selfie on the couch. Yeah. It's just that real horrible angle. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you click, you go to see like, oh, what's he, what else has he been up to? And it's like, it's the same photo, but with eagle stuff on it. Yeah. And then it's just the same photo three more times anyway. Like, it's not even... <laughs> he's just uploaded that as his profile like eight times. Well, what, he thinks not working, Marge? <laughs> let's crack on. Let's go to what I like to call the... Uh, the assassination in the park the day they walked out, walked Ross Lyon out to the back and uh, hung him up to dry in the quiet park of uh, Fremantle. Um, I thought that was a pretty funny story how 
he was like, oh, there's a meeting without uh, the CEO, Rossich. Like, he must be in trouble. And then Ross comes into a meeting and like, oh, crap, this is me too. Yeah. Um, probably at the time was a bit like, Meh. it was like, oh, yeah, I suppose. Looking back on it, I, I don't see why. Why not give him a farewell game? Like, why not just have one more? Like, yeah, very odd. On. The only thing I heard about that was that the following week was the Monday or Tuesday or something was going to be um, Polly Farmer's state funeral, and they didn't want to overshadow that. So they were like, oh, fuck it, let's just do it a week early. Mate, can I tell you, so I was on a night shift. I think it happened on a Wednesday. Yeah, you missed heaps. Yeah, you weren't there in the threads and stuff. I was on, so I was on a night shift. So I went to bed at like 9 a.m., put my phone down. I uh, wake up at about 4 or 5 p.m. and my phone, I think I had 3,000 WhatsApps, like seven missed calls, like 10 text messages, like emails. People were just like sending information to my like, phone. My... I was like, what has happened? It's like, have I lost a family member or something? Yeah, you're like, is Beck dead? Yeah. <laughs> is she ringing me? Um, um, yeah, yeah I was like, him, oh, here we go. Took him out the back and culled him, just... Glue factory style. Although, I think it was quite... I mean, the idea was that they... This has all sort of come out as rumour since the fact, but they were like, well, we're looking at Justin Longmuir. Ross Lyon could make finals next year and we don't really want him, so why are we keeping him for another year? Um, I think it was a very mature thing yeah, to decision, do. Oh, yeah. completely. And that, very that mature point, thing to do. If, if you're not going to keep him on... Then if yeah, if you're not going to extend him, then yeah, no point doing yeah. the last year. So if you're not I, going to extend it, don't do the last exactly. year. Exactly. Just give him, mate. We put Ballas on Sandy's shoulders for one last time. Like just, just give Ross. Oh, one I last. agree. Yeah. Like, um, and the other thing is, I also out. yeah, go on. Sorry. He coached us to our most successful period in the history. So whatever you've got to say about him now, when it's refl- like he has coached us in our most successful period as a club. Like yeah, he put just, us on the map. Actually, I think. Um, both in terms of the media, because he was such a, you know, important, well, not important, but such a big figure, and also success-wise, like four, think, final, yeah. four finals campaigns in a row people, where we went I deep. think under Ross the Boss, people were scared about playing the Dockers. I think you get a little bit, ooh, you're like, ooh, not the Dockers. This, yeah, they're like, this is going to be annoying. Yeah. Um, we're not pretty annoying. The other th- yeah. The other thing is... I feel like I both feel sorry for Lyon, but bigger picture, it's his fault he got the sack anyway. So this year, we could have easily won 12 or 13 games. Like, hands down, pants down, we could have won these games if players had basic fundamental skills drummed into them as being really important, whereas the Lyon's mantra is effort and tackling and pressure is more important. So the players let the other stuff slip because it's like, this doesn't matter. And even if he's like, no, I want you to be good at skill, it's not valued as highly. And all of everything he's ever said comes back to the effort was there, pressure was there, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, mate, you can try as much as you want, but if you can't hit a target, you're going to have to try three times harder. And so he created yeah. his own beast that was his downfall. His so, effort beast. Yeah, the he's effort like, beast. He's like, I love these Scary beast too. Love these shit kicks. It makes so much effort to get the ball back. Yeah, exactly. He's like, these cat, these cat tens create so much. Mate, it's pressure. a self-defining prophecy, prophecy, or self-perpetuating prophecy of effort. <laughs> the so, worse the kick, the more the effort. So we go through that, and we roll into probably what should have been Port Adelaide playing for a spot in the eight, but they shot themselves in the foot the week before. Um, yeah, yeah. So how about David Hale there. getting a gig? Yeah, oh, man, I've got it written down here. Could not do 12 months of David Hale presses. Like, just full stop. How good was his... He was like, oh, I just told him the game plans to go out there and have some fun. All right, cheers, David. (laughs) Imagine him walking up. People would have been like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah. Imagine how many players were like, oh, shit, is that David Hale? (laughs) I thought that was like the gardener. (laughs) Equipment manager, lurch, just roaming around the back of the room. David Hale got a weird crack. Um, I thought Big Dicks was pretty good. Five had oh, a pretty huge stand. Dicks was a, huge yeah. Dicks was awesome. I think that's such that. a good... And that's another thing. Lion was like... I think Lion sounded like he was 
big. He was big on big dicks. He loved big dicks. But they wanted um, to roll C Mac, which I kind of understand. So I, I think maybe it was good that huge dicks gets a run. They go, oh shit, that guy's pretty good at AFL level. Maybe next year we actually give this guy a crack rather than yeah. just like burning yeah. these crap players into the ground. Like huge dicks should be ahead of Cox, in my opinion. Yeah. No. It's <laughs> why? Hard. Why they were different? I don't know. So, yeah, I don't even know the scoreline, but we went down... Um, oh, 40 or 50 we points. Every time I open yeah. the AFL app, it knows I go for Freo, so it goes, your last game. I think it was 110 or 20 to 60 or so. So we, we finished there on a pretty uh, club low, but then AFL-wise, um, Bulldogs sneak into the eight, so there's a lot of people excited there. In the week mm. off, they go up and tackle us. Struggling at the time, GWS. Um, the week off before the jar, the finals... Chuddy, what do you reckon about that? I don't mind it. It creates an interesting situation for the prelim because um, some teams only play two games in four weeks or whatever. But I think, like, I think people get all freaked out. It's like, oh, you lose the momentum. It's like, have a week off. And I think Duck makes a good point. And Duffield as well. Just put all the Brownlow crap there. Like, name the Australian, do the Brownlow. And then all the players can go. There's no, like, you know, having that stupid marquee in your hometown for the grand final teams that are interstate. Um, yeah. I think it, it creates a better week. And then grand final week's just about grand final. It's not about the brown line. Yeah. Um, I think I that's like that a idea. much better way to do it. And then that way it fills the weekend. And I think yeah. one of the ideas was, like, have the brown line on a, on a Friday or Saturday night or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. If they're gonna all the keep, players if get they're gonna, lit. If they're going to persist with the week off, then that's what they should do. I reckon, fuck the week off. I reckon I'm so over it. Just play. Just, like, finish the thing. Season goes for long enough as it is. Yeah. Like, there's just no need to drag it out. It goes for too long already. Like, what is it up to? 23 rounds. Yeah. I think it creates they're, they're more gonna... availability and freshness for the first final. Like, the finals were pretty... Mate... Oh, no, the finals are okay. just whatever. Injuries, that's just like... But what's going to happen eventually is they'll have a season where the top eight's decided with like six weeks to go. Like at yeah. the moment with an even competition, it's very it's working out. But soon we're going to have the season where it's like clearly the eight's decided. Like there is, there is just defining separation there. Um, and I think the season's going to linger. But that's another... That's a but you know the thing. other thing about finals is, say you played a lot of those games throughout the season, people are like, oh, that was a boring game. Like... 120 to 70. In the finals, like, oh, wasn't that amazing? Like, what a great game. Finals is just a different... It's like, finals generally aren't as close as people believe they are. I think yeah. last year was a big... I think last year there was blowouts all around. Yeah. Um, and it was just... People just have this set idea in their mind, particularly me, the people, like, it's not just the public, but that finals are amazing because they're amazing. It's like, there can be crap finals. It's not the end of the world. Not every game is a ball tearing game. Yeah, I do. No, I do agree. Like they're not. Um, but I think I, I just think let the game. But I do. I do like the idea of the fill in week. Just jam all that crap in there, and um, and then just get on with finals. And because yeah. the Brownlow is the end of a season thing, so like. Yeah, exactly. Fight. And then then you're yeah. done with it, and then you're on to finals. Um, and it was also really weird. Speaking of the Brownlow, we're probably getting ahead of the timeline here, but hey, whoa, 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 how whoa, whoa. much? So Stop this is just this time. is this. So we won't talk about results, but how much the betting in the Brownlow changes after the season's finished? It's like people are blowing out and coming in and all sorts of things. Um, it's like, mate, there's no more votes going out there. Like, doesn't matter how well they play in that final. <laughs> it's all locked in that little case. We'll charge through that, you know. But yeah, I mean, it is. It's like the stock market, and we do we do track it and follow it, Juddy. The old investment center, the old purple. Purple Investment Centre. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Don't worry about so that. So then we roll into uh, the first week of finals. Where Hang we on, wait, wait. Just, just while, oh. we're on, while we're on um, Ross Lyon getting gonna... sacked. Oh, mate, we're going back in time now. We are going back in time. Uh, so I have. The, so when we were going to do our, um, our, our episode, the original odds. Got... Yeah, I have the original odds for all the people, most of the people. Um, that were tipped to take over. So at the front, this would have been days after Ross Lyon got sacked. J Lo was a dollar seventy. Sumich was two twenty five. Wusher four fifty. Um, 
Brad Scott, $9. Voss, 11 Schofield, 13 David Hale, 21 Pav, 34 And this is my all-time favourite, the $41 crew. Sanderlands, Clive Waterhouse, Jared Neesham, Mark Harvey, Spider Burton, Michael Barlow, a 10 Mazungu. 41 bucks. Get on them. I would have got on Tendai. You should have rolled that when we went through the J-Lo appointment because we've got big news about the J-Lo appointment. Oh, mate, but that, that's... that's since it's timeline appropriate. That was the, yeah. They were the odds back then. We can talk about the odds I wish we, fluctuations, we mate. Don't you worry about that. So we roll into Thursday night. Um, Eagles do Essendon at home. Geelong get a bit ripped off there, having to travel to the MCG to get beaten by Collingwood. And uh, GW and GWS and Richmond kind of have a bit of an emphatic wins um, in their in their first week. I I went to the pub with a Melbourne supporter who was staying with me. He was uh, mm-hmm. doing prac um, at Margaret River High School, so he stayed with me down from Perth. And he was going. We were going to the pub to watch it. We on the way there, he's like, "Oh God, I." I hope Essendon get up. I'm just going to like silently kind of like bait people a bit and I'm just going to, I'm silently just going to give Essendon a bit of a rev up every now and then. Mate, you know, Essendon kicked the first goal. Yeah. <laughs> just, wasn't silent, just, was it? Just starts clapping. He just starts full-blown clapping in like the beer garden where there's just Eagles fans uh, everywhere and stuff. Like that. Did <laughs> you just get like, all these looks? Oh, he was like, I hope they win. Yeah, so that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, Geelong travelling to Melbourne, Jody, what are your thoughts on them having to go to MCG, finishing top of the ladder? Uh, we discussed this. I think they, it's not as bad as they think. I think if they decide to play every single home game they have at Skilled Stadium, whatever it's called now, GMHBA, then that's absolutely within their right to then want a final there. But they play two or three games a year at the MCG for crowds home game, Geelong home games. So they're sort of sitting on the fence. They're less so than before. They're sort of still sitting on the fence. So I think next year they go, okay, all our home games are here and we play finals here or, you know, we're burning down the AFL. Yep. All this stuff about crowds can get get effed because it's our home game. We want our crowd there and then you can have 3,000 seats as would happen anywhere else. I think the other bullshit thing is I think when they move the final there... I don't think Geelong get as much money either, like because it's split. Like I think yeah. then Collingwood, Collingwood get half. Well, I don't, like, yeah. So like if you're, I don't if think it's your clubs home get money game, for finals. I think that's just AFL. Well, yeah, that's yeah. So I think it all. So I reckon it's a complete load of bullshit. Like even if they do play a few games at MCG, they should yeah completely get rid of that. Have all their games at skilled, but they finish top of the ladder. Yeah, and have and to travel have to and play Collingwood. I had to play at Collingwood's home ground. And anyone who <coughs> says, anyone who says, <coughs> sorry, mate. Anyone who says that it's about, um, you know, we want, there's 40,000 less people will see it, like 20,000 less people, shut up. Like, that's, it's not about that. Like, it's not about, it's the same argument. It's about grand fairness. Finals. Mate, the fact that they say the grand There could final, be a 110,000 seat stadium in Darwin and they'd be like, oh, nah, tradition. It's got to be at the MCG. 100%. 100%. <laughs> do, not, do not try to sell me the seats thing because one day there will be a bigger stadium and you'll still have it at the MCG. Yeah, 100%. You could get 100,000 new people at a grand final if you <laughs> moved it. So technically, more people are going to, you know, you're getting new bums on seats, mate. Yeah. Um, oh, I agree. Don't worry. So we roll through that, Juddy. We get to our. Um, this was uh, so. The next week, we get an almighty scandal. Ah, oh, here we go. Midweek. Then I've got a little semi-final week, mate. Got a song. <laughs> mate, silly Willy Rioli. <laughs> mate, wasn't this just a nightmare? Wasn't this just an absolute experiment in um, uh, like human reaction and Eagles fan reaction? Don't this you reckon? Was, uh, it was just, yeah. It was, I suppose, what's the, um, the seven stages of grief? Is it seven stages of grief? Uh, yeah, it is. Eight stages? That's what the fans went through with the Willy Rioli thing. 
and maybe throw like maybe make it like nine stages and throw like well, but you need a few you need a few eagles stages in there like it's not yeah, his fault conspiracy it, it was all a conspiracy to put the eagles off to win bloody melbourne bias yeah i just so like willie what he goes so he's tampered with a drug test so he's, so we've got we've got willie we'll go through both of them so like we won't chronologically we'll we'll we'll, we'll time warp a bit here so he gets tampering then Two weeks later, he gets a positive for Mull. Yeah, so this happened after round 21, I think, when they lost to Richmond, the first one, when he tampered. And then after the Essendon game, he was positive. But at the time, all we knew that he was he tampered. Yeah. So I suppose people are now saying he was just trying to hide the fact that he was on Mull. Yeah, no, no, no. At that time, people were saying, oh, he was just frustrated he couldn't pee. That was one story that was thrown out. And then the yeah, second one was, oh, like, this is just such a, like, how dare, how would it happen like this? How would, like, no one report him? Why was he allowed to play? This is a conspiracy. They're just trying to put the Eagles off. Nothing happened. And then there's they're like, just oh, so much. Yeah, it did. There's only one thing, like, because in my head, I'm like, right, logical person. It's like, if you're smoking mull, and, and and going to drive a car, you know that that's illegal. So in the back of your head, you're like, if I get pulled over by the cop, this is what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Mm. So if you're playing AFL football and there's a chance you're going to be tested, don't you know, like, what you're up for, what you should do? Like, don't don't you know? Wouldn't you know? Uh, yes. However, word I've had from, um, <clears throat> from a guy that used to work with the Eagles is that, or like through people that work at the Eagles, is that Willie is a Tiwi Islander that didn't really finish year 9 or 10. So I think I think as much as they sat through the lecture, he probably doesn't understand. And what will need to happen going forward is the club will need someone there with every person because you can't just assume that they know. But the same token, he is not any less liable for his actions being a professional athlete. So it's... The yeah. Eagles must be kicking themselves, and Willie Rowley must be really up, upset too. But it's like, mate, you have cooked this so hard here. Yeah, I suppose that's my like. That's my only thing that relieves him of any. Because in my head, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, if you have too many beers, and not that you should be doing this, but if you're doing the wrong thing, you kind of in the back of your head, you got a plan, or like you, you know the consequence, like you know. But so for me, it's like. This was his plan. I think it was, was a poorly he, thought out plan, but this was his plan. It's the only thing that answers the most probable story is stupidity, is that he's just an idiot. Because that's really it. Because if he had... I he, think he, that's 100% accurate. Yeah. Because otherwise, if he's clever, really, he's probably trying to hide something else. Like, if he's onto it, it's like, far out. Maybe he was trying to hide something else, and then he's like, I, I don't think know. ignorance and stupidity are easily the number one theory here and anyone that tries to defend that as in he didn't do anything wrong he 100% did he's just stupid didn't understand Which is, yeah that's fine I mean ignorance um, what's he doing smoking mullies a rumour is as well Juddy he got the mull from Benny Cousins <laughs> I heard he got it from him in jail um, apparently yeah. he's anxious or maybe he's always smoked mull he's probably a little Islander kid playing in front of big crowds now and probably is anxious to a degree it's a big cultural sh- shift so maybe there's maybe it's it's relatively innocent stuff but the fact is that this happened and then he got drug tested two weeks later and was positive for weed on game day which means he must have smoked around game day which is pretty um man he didn't learn his lesson <laughs> so uh. So, I don't know. I don't know anyway. what's going on. How did he go about playing after he... So, he just honestly did not understand the gravity of what he did. He put Powerade in his urine sample. They saw him do that. I don't get... And they're like... Well, it's like, he must have known the guys standing there looking at his fake I dick. don't get how he Powerade doesn't notify the, notify the club and say, I've just done this to hide yeah. this. Um, we need to do something so I'm not in as much trouble. Like... How does he not notify or tell someone and be like, "This is club a must have known," unless they must. Like, be what was the club that? hoping that they they were just going to maybe Asada would hopefully not do it till the end of the season? Like they were just probably sitting there like, "Fire out, let's just don't know, let's just ride it out, see what happens." Because to me, it's like, why don't you get on the front foot and try like own the 
like the nature of it. Like, why don't you try own the the narrative and the story? Like, because yeah. he, he had to tell the club, you can't tell me you put Powerade in a piss test, hand it to Asada, and then just like. Yeah, I wonder how blindsided the club was or whether they knew and they were just waiting for this to happen. Um, that would be the most funny, like, I would love to be there and it's like when the phone call goes down and like, he Willie, did what? what? Have you been? He'd be like, Willie, what have you been doing? He's like, nothing, just having a few bongs. It's yeah. Like, what? Maybe it was the same Powerade bottle. <laughs> what? It was holding the bong water. He's just like, are you kidding? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Right. I, nothing against the man. He hasn't done anything, like, in the grand scheme of things, I feel for him. Like, I got nothing, no moral brigade against him and doing that. And, Mate, um, it was about here that um, Haggers, Kim Hagdorn, like, was crying on radio describing how much of a travesty this whole situation was. Oh, don't get um, so dramatic. Which then flicked into the... Uh, West Australians' uh, free willy campaign, basically. Um, yeah. Oh man, it was a, there was a lot of um, uh, spin put on this by people yeah. attached. Spin obviously, thing. yeah, it, mate, it was some Shane Warne stuff put on this to try and dull it down. And oh, he's just oh, he doesn't didn't know like it's an accident. Was that blah free blah, blah blah blah? Let's ask. Let's ask. Let's ask six hundred people on an online poll. Uh, what should happen, and then we'll we'll use that as a front page story, shall we? Uh, <laughs> no, we're not there yet. So we jump in. We'll leave silly Willy. Um, what have I got here? So the GWS Eagles got knocked out that so, week too. Yeah. So Geelong calm our nerds and uh, send the Eagles season to a halt. So I found this we... out after a flight while I was in Africa, and I was just like, oh, phew. <laughs> One less yeah. thing to worry about. And then GWS well, It's nothing on. against the Eagles, too. It just would have been the whole, we won more finals, blah, 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 blah. Just, like, stuff you don't want to have to deal with when you just want to, like, go to the shops or, you know, you want to see an article about the Dockers' new coach and then underneath it's just, like, the Eagles' results for the year. You're like, mate, why are you posting this? Get off the Dockers' pages. So we come down, uh, GWS hold on. Um, unfortunately, Brisbane go out in uh, in straight sets. I thought that was a pretty good game, though, that really could have gone either way. Little Caleb Daniels' brother runs in and uh, kicks the winner. Yeah, that was rowdy, wasn't it? Do you reckon that's Caleb Daniels, just with his, Caleb Daniels just with his helmet off playing is, for GWS? Is, um, is it actually his brother? Because uh, isn't it Daniels and Daniel? They're just both yeah. just clones, basically, yeah. Just, yeah, that's what I mean. It's just him with his helmet off. Matt Paulich and Matt Pavlich, similar. But the biggest the biggest stories out of here, which will be our next one, is Toby Green goes in for another uh, Specsavers appointment. Yeah. And uh, Tom Hawkins basically tries to kill Will Schofield and gets a week. It does too. Um, that punch was pretty rowdy, wasn't it? And the Toby Green thing was also weird. It was like he did the same thing second week in a row. Shouldn't have done it the first week. But then the second week gets one week. Oh, I don't know. The AFL have cooked it so hard. But people like... And you know what else pissed me off in that GWS <coughs> Brisbane game? I think um, Cameron hurt his elbow quite bad early on and braved it and went on and played. And played. Charlie Cameron played an amazing game. It was a big part of them getting back in that game. But there was a bit there where GWS were, like, going after him, kind of, like, hitting his elbow and, like, bumping and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's pretty rank. And the umpire comes over. Was laughing? No, no, that was a different... um, That was another... Oh, sorry, that was was the pinching one. Yeah, that was the pinching one. Came over and said, if I see you deliberately hurting his injured arm, I'm going to give a free kick. And just, like, nipped it in the bud and stopped it. And all the commentators went up in arms and were like, oh, he's back on the field, you're allowed. And I was like, he's just stopped. Like, that umpire has just literally done, like, that has stopped. What they should have done to Rampy, basically. Yeah, exactly. It's just stopped it there. So what would happen normally, 
they would let it go on. Charlie Cameron would probably turn around and whack him. There'd be some shit retaliation free kick. There'd be a 50 for someone, you know. Like, yeah. it just nipped, it just fully stopped it, and I was like, that's, that's, and the, and I thought Cameron it was excellent. Leaving. I thought it was excellent, oh, actually. Mate. People being sooks about it. Wayne Copes. Carey saying the game's not as tough. It's like, mate, he's probably got, like, a severely damaged elbow, yeah. and he's out there still playing, and, like, like, give it a rest. And the other thing is, it's not like he was, like, fairly bumping him. He was just punching him in the elbow. So it's like, yeah. well, that's not in play. That's not play. Mate, the old Stevie Baker special. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what did you think of, um, so, Hawkins, I mean, this is just, this is laughable, really, that Hawkins basically somehow manages to only get a one-week ban for something that I think should be minimum four. Yeah. And then Geelong contest it. Yeah, I think that was just a free hit, though, wasn't it? But, like, they contest it. And they say, what did they try to say? It wasn't intentional. It was, that was what they were trying to do. It was reckless or something. Mate, Hawkins has the biggest punch record. He's punched like seven or eight dudes. I'm so over it. I'm so over that stuff. Well, who got off at the start of the year? Round one, North Melbourne, Cunnington. Gary Ablett. No, Cunnington Oh, yeah, Cunnington. Cunnington whacked um, Wilson in the guts. And they were like, oh, fine. It's like, hang on a minute. No punching. Unless you want to punch. Um, Matt, I'm honestly, MRP, match review panel, they need to, um, they, next year, like, it's just starting to just get ridiculous, like, some yeah. of the stuff that go, okay, I reckon, if you, any, anything like any little punch, jumper punch, any shit niggle, two weeks, just, just like, just get rid of it. Just completely yeah. eradicate it. Don't your fines like you find Toby Green seven and a half grand? What do he do next week? Same thing. It's like okay, yeah, the fines it's not working. Nothing, hey? It's not working. Um, but just get just get rid of it. Like yep, the other thing, I, I don't understand it, is, it. Yeah, I agree. The other thing is there's different umpiring rules for start of the year, end of the year, middle of the year, start of the game, oh. middle of the game, end of the game, close games, and blown out yeah. games. There's different. Um, tribunal penalties for start of the year, middle of the year, end of the year, finals, grand finals. It's like, yeah. hang on a minute. Like, how are the rules different? They are literally rules. It's, it, it's it pretty be crazy. The weight of the, like, it, it does seem to be also be how much it affects the club. Like, so Hawkins, star player, stuff like that. If that had been, like, Ryan Nyhouse, six weeks. Yeah. Oh, like, if, book, that had been a, if that had been a... Yeah, if that had been a player that doesn't really affect the club's result in the course of the season... Well, mate, you know it, why? The tribunals like Bartell and guys that are in the media, they're like, well, I don't want to be hated by everybody I've ever, you know, worked with. Yeah. And the public. So people that are like, it actually damages... If it was just Joe Blow Lawyer, like, it wouldn't... They'd be like, mate, no one knows who I am. Yeah. I'd just be showing... I'd be like, watch that in slow-mo Hawkins. Like, watch that. That's you punching someone and somehow luckily not creating a broken jaw. That's what you do. Like, do you think that's okay? You're going to tell your son that that's okay. Like, you're telling me that's no weeks. There's a the case closed, mate. I'd slam the hammer down there and then bang. I think that's bang. a fair test. Go, if this happened to your son, would you be happy with that? Would you think it was yeah. an accident? And they'd be like, no. And you're like, they need that's to be the more test. responsible. That's I the think, test. Yeah. Mate, that's the test. And I get a hammer. Yeah. Um, side note. On a footy trip up here, we went up to Cairns in 2015 or 2016, and uh, every morning we had like the judge like would go through like penalties for the night. You'd have to, and it was very, it was like <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning at the pub. The, it has this side note, side story on my side story in Cairns. We went to the pub at like uh, I think nine or nine thirty, thinking we'd be the first ones there. There was like ten people in the pub. It opens at eight thirty. Yeah, all having pots as well. Um, so yeah, it, it, there was a big hammer. We went past this like joke shop and we're like, oh, Thor hammer. Oh, it's 60 bucks. And we're like, we'll have that one. They're like, are you sure you want it? We're like, 100% sure. They're like, oh, we're not selling it. It was like, sell us the hammer. <laughs> this huge rubber hammer, like, mallet thing. It's pretty sweet. And that was our uh, gavel, they're called. Well, that's what I, yeah. Well, that's you need a gavel. In there. Mate, fuck, oh, fuck, mate. Let me run so we roll into uh, what nothing really, I suppose, happened that week. Um, in between, well, that was the big week. All those we roll into prelim. We get the uh, we get the upset. 
yeah. GWS get it done to Collingwood. Right, they nearly and, didn't. <clears throat> yeah, that was a pretty pretty tight finish there. The the arc they renamed the um, review centre. Yeah. They changed. Still they didn't changed work, the name. But yeah. So, yep. You rebranded it, remarketed it. Um, still missed took, a clear touch. So yeah, still got it wrong. It makes an interesting point, Juddy. Um, do you get like? Do you keep pursuing better technology and better camera angles? Do you keep doing that? Or do you get to the point where through the goals is a goal? Well, I think what they need to do is separate goal line technology from non-goal line technology. So if you miss a touch every now and then, yes, it might be crucial, but you can't be trying to get exactly what happened on every single ball because you just won't have the angles. However, goal line technology is different. You can have as many angles as you want of that thing because it's a stationary area. Um, you know exactly where it's yeah. happening and you can figure it out. So I think they should go all in on goal line and all out on just say it's umpire's call as it always has been. Unless it's, you know, I don't know, if they miss a really obvious one, that's probably the issue, the grey area, where it's like, oh, we can overrule that. I, but um, I, it's a bit, bit not, tricky. Can you not just have, unef- like, can it not just be, like, touched as a goal? Like, it's come off the boot, like... If, if it doesn't have the last touch, doesn't you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, suppose I don't think that'll like, ever happen, but I, I just reckon just yeah, if it's if you're getting a fingernail like on it, um, almost maybe, but I just mean just just make it a goal, like just you're, that's what you're saying. Like, if it's in the goal, it's a goal, it doesn't matter who, it yeah. Out. I don't, yeah, but I don't like, um, I mean, like, you, that's yeah, I suppose I, I haven't fine tuned my rule, but like, if you. <laughs> if you, if you if you kick it into someone and it ricochets ten times and goes through, I don't yeah. want to see that. But ricochet I just ball. Mean, no, I yeah, think it'll always be touched ball. as a behind. But I think they just need to pick their battles because all the controversies, well, m- vast majority of the controversies, yeah, if you're doing a goal line, that. most of the controversies are forty meters out from goal, and it's very Ooh. hard to get a good angle on that. It's very hard to quickly get a good angle on that when they're doing the review. Whereas the goal line ones where they go, was it touched or was it not? They can have a look and they rarely get that wrong. More Nokia 3300s in the crowd. Yeah, more or less. Um, Is what we kind of need. Yeah, so, they botched that uh, one. I think it was Thomas kicked the goal. Yeah. It was credited a goal. It was clearly touched. And that's pretty much probably where the premiership was uh, decided, I think, that week. Yeah, pretty much. That was the grand final for GWS, and Richmond just sort of coaxed through. Well, they had to come back, but then they coaxed through after halftime. Yeah, that third quarter will haunt Geelong, big time. Um, And then we go into a very, very good week for the Dockers, where we drum up. I suppose this is where our year starts to get to more of a... I think we'll skip the grand final as well. I don't think... Do we want to talk about the grand final? Yeah, not really. I think we'll just really. roll into Brownlow, Boyle, Brownlow, no. and we get a little bit... Um, you get excited there, and then we'll roll into a bit of J-Lo appointment time. Yeah. So over the year, I got on Fife a couple of times, around 6 or $7, which in reality, um, Lux of Fortune ended up not being that much different to that at the end of the year before Brownlow. However, he did hit like a like $2 at a few stages throughout the year, as in yeah. they thought he was guaranteed. But then the Brownlow betting fluctuated so much mm. during the finals, like post-season, yeah. it did not make sense. They're like, oh, yeah. maybe, maybe this guy, maybe this guy. Dangerfield, a lock. It's like, why is Dangerfield a lock now, but he wasn't in round 22? Like, did that yeah. best on ground really send him to a lock? Or, mm. um, But yeah, wasn't that just a ripper? Wasn't that a good Brownlow count, though? Like, five or six yeah. of the best players just killing it. Yeah, going at it. I actually had money on Elliot Yo. Yeah. Strangely. He doesn't poll well. Enough. Yeah, he, I just thought he was a held smoky. I was like, yeah. I, I, Eagles win a lot of games. Um, he, I, man, he's, pretty, he's a terrific player. He's probably, he's, I don't know, underrated, but, yeah, I don't know who still is. He's a very good player. Very good player. Um, they constantly talking about him in the media as well. So I was like, sure, yeah. we'll get some. But he didn't but play maybe that's then. because you read the West Australian. Yeah. Fife, he just romped at home. But oh, if you go through his stats and you look at some, like, granted we lost, but he had so many, like, two, three goals, 30 possessions. Yeah. 
And I think the thing was, often what would happen is that, yes, he was the best player on the field, even though we lost by 20 or 30 points. But, like, doesn't mean you're not the best player on the field. Like, that and a lot, of those, a lot of those games, we were a lot closer than the scoreboard. Like, if, I mean, the, there was one there where, uh, where did we lose by? I think it might have been Hawthorne even, or... Maybe the Port Adelaide game. Like, we were right in it in the first quarter. We were up and about. Second quarter was an arm wrestle, and then it kind of got away for us. Yeah. So for, for half the game, he's clearly the best player when the game's, you know, and then and then it gets away from us. And yeah. so, like, I think the votes are, that's where, you know, you look at it, and you're like, oh, they lost by 30 points. It's like, well. I know, love was... that there was backlash saying he didn't deserve it. It's like, have you ever seen the guy play? He's pretty good. <laughs> Oh, we should also look at the major backlash. Fucking, we haven't even been through that. The the, uh, the all Australian captaincy as well. That was oh yeah, five him. And it's like, my goodness, he's a captain of a club, a very good player, now a dual Brownlow medalist, and people are angry that it wasn't a different person that was a captain of a fake team <laughs> that never yeah. plays. They like, gave five. it to Buddy Franklin. Yeah, exactly. They. Yeah, Rance, Buddy Franklin are two I remember. Um, it's like this is fake, but they shouldn't even have a captain. Like, just don't have one. I love or, how or people, do and make people pissed off. I kind of like that aspect too. They're like, uh, Shannon Hearns are captains, captains. He goes back into flight and he's always there saving goals. And I'm like, yeah, he's fullback. That's what they do. Like, yeah. That's the and, nature and it's also, of the position. I know who I'd want leading me into battle. It's like, all right, Bazza from, you know, Mandra. Like, we don't really it's care not... who you want leading you into battle. <laughs> it's not a sword fight. Yeah, I know. And people don't understand. It's like, it's voted by the players. So, like, out, like five selected by the players. It's not, Mate, it's like... Pretty, it's crazy. So, it's um, like... It, it's like, I bet, you know, they'd rather Monday leading him. It's like, well, they had a vote. Yeah. Oh, it's it's the mental gymnastics that some people have to do when there's any challenge. Even though it's not, that's not really a challenge. Like, it's not like they're saying you're bad. They're just saying this guy's good. But people have to then go, but that means that my guy's not as good. And then, they, like, their, their mind explodes and then they get mm. really, very defensive about things. Snubbed. Quite weird. Yeah, quite weird. Um, and the back page... What about the back page of the West Australian? Oh, when Fife, he won it. Fife, Fife, one third of the back page, two thirds. Willie Rioli, fans, online 600 poll. fans in an online poll say he should only get one year. Cheers for that update. And then later that day, Willie Rioli tests positive to marijuana on game day. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that just a bit? The West Australian was just like, oh, fuck. Would you sit in those, like, I've only seen movies where they have the editorial room and they'd, like, you know, they're like, yep, send it to print, like, commit it to print, you know, like, they're looking at their page, I imagine their big iPads and stuff like that, like, do you not yeah. look at that and be like, okay, the credit of that is that there's 600 people who voted online, people were probably refreshing their cookies and doing it twice, like, so let's not get carried away, like, there's and probably Darren, Darren yeah. from Mildura doing it fucking yeah. two and it's times. not new, but I guess... There's probably more people that are like, oh, yeah, save Willie. Let's have a positive Willie Rioli article because that's better. Who wants to read about five? He shouldn't have even been all Australian captain. Didn't deserve it. Snubbed again. So, oh, yeah, that was... God. Man, I love sending around photos of... One thing that Fife needs to figure out is how to wear beanies properly. Um, just man, wear the club beanie, He loves wearing, like, lame beanies, eh? Unrolled beanies um, that hang loose off the top is like Guy Sebastian winning Australian Idol kind of stuff. Um, I love how he did another photo the next day, the same photo yeah, that was shirt off. Yeah, because he was asked about it too. So he was like, yeah. yeah. All no, the Doka stuff about a... Fife was pretty good. Oh, um, God. Like, I sent so many Natalie people Fife. just a oh. photo of him in a shit beanie with the brown Mate, medal. Just... What about the Ross Lyon photo that me and you were pissing people off with? <laughs> just we sending will, through we, that. I've got Facebook. I've got the book back, and I'm in charge. We're going to do a collaboration of the uh, unhappy. Um, we'll put together a collaboration of the unhappy Ross face. If yeah. people are if people are dogging ya and they're getting a bit sooky about the footy, just, you just flick send them, them a Ross. Ross. Send them a Ross face, and it's the best face as well. 
I love how much you send it through and it makes you, you, it made me instantly happy. Like it made me piss myself off. so funny. What normally I'd be like, oh, can this guy shut up? You just send him a Ross face. Someone tagged me in the Ross Line Cries article, like, and I just sent him, they tagged me and I just sent him the Ross Ross (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) Um, And so now we come to the most important part is our new coach. Yeah, so... So we talk about uh, the roller coaster. Yeah, so big development, Juddy in South Africa. We get an unfavorable article um, coming out in Perth now saying that Justin Longmuir is out of the race. Yeah, so that came um, from... Apparently the full story, the full loop of that is Mike Sheen in Melbourne on a radio show was like, oh, I've actually heard that Carlton are very keen to take on Justin Longmuir if he doesn't get the Dockers job. Like very keen, like he's almost locked in for senior... Um, assistant if he doesn't get the Dockers job. Kim Hagdorn, leader of the, the free people of WA um, and speaker of, speaker of truth, um, was, yeah, <laughs> was uh, kind enough to then go, Justin Longmuir out of the race. The article headline, Justin Longmuir out of the race, it's down to four candidates. Yeah. Uh, Longmuir's odds blow out from under $2 or $2.40 or something to $7 on some sites. And we got it at $4 and we decided, and we decided to load up and then slowly, you know, Longmuir's camp goes, yeah, he's still well and truly in the race. And then he blows, blows into $1.70. Sumich blows out. He's down into, um, you know, one, one or eight for a while. And then... Let's get loud. <laughs> yeah, big J-Lo comes in, um, romps at home, and yeah. So we that was cash, a good, mate. For I reinvested bucks. some of my five money into him as well, which was awesome. Yeah. No, terrific. Uh, so the, the process took its, I mean, there was a lot of noise about Alistair Clarkson buying a house in Coogee, which seems to miss out. I like that too. Um, He's busy playing so, golf with Brennan Goddard at, at Royal Perth, I think. Yeah, that was a good... I don't know where that rumour got to, where it went. Um, maybe he's the new head of assistance. Yeah, maybe he is, actually. Um, oh, who knows? But, uh, we did do a... I think Clarkson um, might be still just coaching the data golf on <laughs> We did do the RP data search uh, for Kuji. So RP data is a, I think you've got to be, I think you've got to be re, like in the real estate business and stuff. It's like a directory for all house sales. Yeah. I don't know how you get, or you could probably just pay to be on it, but it's like a login kind of thing. We did do a search and there was no uh, sales in Well, Fuji there for, was one in 2014 for a for, A Clarkson, which was Alan Clarkson or someone. Yeah. So we couldn't, couldn't confirm that, but. You know, interesting times ahead with uh, J-Lo getting... He hasn't named his assistants, although we should have an announcement soon, I think, Juddy. Yeah, apparently he's chosen one. They'll announce it over the weekend or Monday or something like that. But I don't know what's going to happen. I think we've got to get rid of pretty much everyone, which sounds like what they're doing. Um, Where is gone? Yeah, well, I think he left before Ross. Like, he was sort of binned. Yeah. Do we name, do we name, like, I mean, I know we've got Mzunga in there and stuff like, is there, is there no, who do we have out of X, I suppose, X, who, who are in the coaching system? Like, I mean, the McFarlands and the Pavlich. I know, it's weird that Pavlich never, I thought he Our ex players. Yeah. Schofield's over at Port. Schofield was a, I thought Schofield played for the Eagles. And, and us, played, yeah. And the uh, so he's a dual citizen. I think he's a dual citizen and he might have played for Port too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, well. Yeah, so Schofield, who else was a Dockers? How good's how Damien Drum is a, like a politician in Sydney or Melbourne somewhere? <laughs> it's amazing. Really? Yeah, he is. I wonder what Chris Connolly's up to. Ugh, probably not a lot. Well, let's roll. I mean, now that we're on to the J-Lo stuff, the, uh, 
the assistant coaches stuff and the silly season stuff. Let's roll some. I'm going to roll out some of the listeners' questions and um, oh, yeah, let's formulate that. formulate some of our debate because I know that we're probably touching on a question from a uh, a great man. Shout out Ducktronic. It's been 49 minutes 10 seconds and we haven't given a shout out to the big man. <laughs> yeah, Ducky. School holidays at the moment. So school holidays, school mate, holidays. Mate, they, he had to miss the they... grand final. He had to go to Sydney with the kids. Um, <laughs> duck for chess. Nah, no, not for chess. I forget what it's sad lame though. They were like going to museums and stuff. Um, I was like, oh, we also actually we got questions from uh, both the uh, the Rainers. Oh, did we get one from Oz too? Yeah, big Oz. Shout man. out! Uh, shout out, mate. We got them both there. They're uh, clearly nipping at our heels to get some credibility in the Dockers podcast world. Mate, uh, hit me. Uh, Ducktronic. He's got two questions. I'll hit you with the first. Who would you name as your senior assistant for JLo? I think we have to wait and see who's there. Like, I don't have anyone in mind. There's lots of good assistants out there. And I think someone with experience. So get like a Voss or, a you know, someone that's coached before at least for a long time. Yeah. Um, so he's not just purely brand new. But, yeah, so I don't know, someone experienced. Um, yeah, I think Probably none of the current ones. <laughs> Do you try – could you land – I mean, it'd be good. I like the idea of someone like Bolton yeah, coming in. But he's, because like, it would be one thing to coach through success. It'd be another to see your coaching not work and like be like, where'd you, like, to then have time away. <clears throat> I suppose Bolton to come back in, he's gone back to Hawthorne. But if he went to another club, I reckon that would almost be as valuable It'd be up there, but, like, premiership success is obviously, like, the thing. But also his – because he's obviously a great mind, um, knows a lot, and I just feel like you would know so much more from going through that at Carlton. Like, you would be, like, far out. I didn't work with the – you know, this went, this went, you know, a lot went wrong in the background. For yeah, it's a lot easier to figure stuff up in hindsight, isn't it? So you go, these are yeah, the things I wish I had done differently. So I, yeah, that's why I reckon Voss or – Bolton's obviously off the table. Alex Clarkson just snapped him straight back up. I'm yeah, sure. very interesting. I reckon somewhere along those lines, but we'll wait and see. Um, what did Oz have to say? Uh, Oz hitting us with a bit of controversy here. Should Frio consider Gatorade as a major sponsor in 2020? Ooh, yeah. Gatorade did. Gotta, Only with yeah, the little, like, spouty... <laughs> Only with the... Um, what's it called? <laughs> Oh, whoops. Alarm. Um, Does, is Gatorade the pop the one top with, one. You don't want the lid one. Is Gatorade the one with the Gary Ablett and the Pendlebury and the Dangerfield? Is that Gatorade? Or is that Parade? Is that Parade, I think. Yeah. The Parade Game Changer? Was Mate, that we should The club should definitely do a banner. Like, we should definitely do something with, like, a banner on Derby Day or something. Yeah. In. Just, like, sprinkle. A bit of salt. Bit of... A bit of salt. Yep. Um, we'll roll to, we've already kind of touched on it, but John Davidson, first time, probably first time listener, first time questioner, so he's probably he's straight off the bat one from one. Yeah. Uh, John, thanks for like it. chiming in. Uh, we'll call him Harley, Harley Davidson. How excited did you get around the talk of, well, we shouldn't call him that, he'll probably do his calf now. <laughs> or a hammy. No, he's had <laughs> surgery now, he's, he's fixed, isn't he? I thought. <laughs> How excited did you get around the talk of Clarko buying property in Port Coogee? But are you excited about JLo's appointment as well? Um, yeah, I mean, the Clarko thing was, yeah, that was tasty. And as his odds dropped on the old, uh, we were tracking the coaching odds quite heavily, I would have happily foregone my $400 profit um, if Clarko For Clarko? Yeah. Oh, $100. It would have been a $100 loss. Um, yeah, big time. I, I think it would have been a uh, an absolute coup if we managed to get that, but a coup. But um, yeah, uh, and now that goes down in history as one of the great Docker rumors, along with uh, Brendan Goddard. Yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of that. Um, imagine if we had got him though. I wonder. I wonder. A lot of the chat we had was like, he's going to rock up training number one. He's going to be like, "Good God, get me out of here." <laughs> What is that kick? Like, <laughs> hey, Clark, yeah, I catch this. So it's just going to go like <laughs> two meters over his head. Just like, what was that, mate? 
<laughs> It'd be a scene oh, out God. of a movie, like one of the American like, like baseball a, movies. Like the where early, they rock up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They rock up and the kids are in like, you know, they're going to their, and they're like, oh my God. Um, like a, like the, the first training session of the Mighty Ducks or something like that. And they're terrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, our next one, Paul Richardson. I think this is the first time we've got, no, I'll do the first time. Paul How Richardson, many... when will the, yeah, go no, on. the other one was Davidson. That's when correct. will the Dockers win a flag? Oh mate, 2020, lock it. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't you see our uh, season prediction last year? We were going to win like 18 games. <laughs> oh, I, I hope Paul wasn't listening to our bye predictions. Uh, <laughs> I think so we went. Good. Well, I think we went what nine and two after the bye. Yeah, two and nine. You mean? Yeah, but we predicted nine and oh, our yeah. predictions. Were, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we did mate, do very well. The yeah. best. But the the thing, the problem with that is, we came off that Collingwood win just before the bye, and we were, like, we were higher than kites, mate. Oh, <laughs> we were <nine>. very happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wasn't look, Paul, you'll, you'll know about it when we win. We'll put it that way. You'll hear from us. Uh, we go to RCJ, Rosie Carrington-Jones, chiming in, as always. Thank you. Five told Brad Hill if he won the brown low, he wasn't allowed to leave. So does that mean he stays? Mate, I'll, I'm driving Brad Hill to the airport. Seriously. Yeah, I'm getting annoyed by this whole thing. He wants to go home two years. He's a rat. Three, three, he is a rat. Three years after signing a five-year deal that he requested to come over here, he wants to go go home. And go, his brother's staying. Yeah, it, uh, I think that reeks of he needs to be like to his missus. I have a few more years of my career left. Like, your failed Pilates business can wait a little bit. Like, can we... She can do her business anywhere at the moment, and now he wants to go to St Kilda. Maybe it's just a money thing. Maybe it's... Well, like, he's at his peak. It doesn't last forever, but couldn't he renegotiate money with the Dockers? Yeah. Well, I would if I was free. I'd be like, yeah, we'll pay you more. That's fine. Because um, he did... He, I mean, granted, he's on 500000 over five years. Yeah. But he got but, paid 500000 for a year that he didn't play last year. Played yeah. Two games. And you go... So you get... 500 over 5, so you get 2.5 there. You go back home, so what? You go back home and they'll give him, what, 800? I think so, 800, yeah. On maybe three years? You know, there's 2.4, so he's missing 1.4, so, you know, another 900 grand. I'd probably renegotiate, bro. Don't go home. Oh, yeah. It reeks. It reeks to me. You're a rat. It reeks to me of a spoiled player. It does look um, like he's tried to make his missus happy, though, because she's got a lot of dogs. You've got a lot of dogs. Mate, one of his dogs is a big dog as well. Yeah, you got a big dog with a little dog does combo. She, does she have big dogs? <laughs> Are they his dogs? Oi. <laughs> Ross Lyon's gone. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, next one. Uh, oh, is there another one? Oh, yeah, so we've got some draft questions, so let's roll into a bit of draft chat. So Benjamin Foster, uh, Tim Kelly, or hit the draft, and Duck Chonic with his two-part question, any left-field players that we should trade for? Um, Have. I didn't... <laughs> um, or get Barlow back. I think I had a look at the... I think there's a few that are um, abandoning ship at... Um, at Adelaide, that are probably yeah. not bad. I think that um, we that need players green, that'll be Greenwood? best 22. Yeah, but he's going to Gold Coast for a billion a year or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, I think we need to get players. There was someone we spoke about yesterday um, on the thread. The, they had um, they had the list of free agents, etc. Mate, et heaps of these aren't free agents. Heaps of these are just like, hi, should we get this guy? Yeah, let's get that guy. No, it was um, AFL. I thought it was AFL. Um, Lloyd Meek uh, attracted a bit of a, um, a bit. Oh no, Jack Nunes is an unrestricted free agent. So he's the St Kilda guy. Oh, right, he's pretty good. Yeah, so he, he's skillful and quick. I think. Get him in. Two thousand nineteen. 
Yeah, so news from St Kilda. Um, is it, I, I don't think Brandon Ellis is worth what they're throwing No, it's around. not. No, it's not at yeah. all. The fact is that just because he's played in a premiership means that you're in a good system, but it doesn't mean necessarily that you're that good of a player. No. Um, and it doesn't mean Conker, he's a bad player, but... No. Conker could have won two if he hung around. Um, I like Elliot Yeoman. Um, who's I think Elliot Yeoman's going to Brisbane. Cameron. Cameron. Oh, Cam Ellis Yeoman. Yeah. You said Elliot Yeoman. Elliot Yeo. I really like him. I reckon he's going to join the Rat Pack up at Brisbane. They're just going to rev it up. A few big, big... Don't know. What about Dale Thomas? Nah, mate. He's my age. Older, maybe. Yeah. Nah, he's out. I reckon you look for, if you could, uh, nah, there's no way you'd be able to lure Jamie Elliott over, but I reckon he'd be sweet. Um, I can get Zach Clark back. Oh, God. We get Zach Clark back, I'm out. <laughs> Just like if we were getting Sumich or David Hale, I was also out. <laughs> there's not, um, you obviously probably won't be able to get Adam Tomlinson. I don't even know why he's on that list. Um, there is that guy, the naughty guy from Collingwood, that they're kind of all circling. The naughty guy? And, yeah, the cocaine guy. Sam oh, Murray. Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a like running star. It's like a running halfback defender. Yeah, I think also. Yeah, I don't think he's too bad. I don't know what other left field. I've thrown out a few left field. Do we get DeLuca back? No, we do not. Um... Why don't we just pick two or three good waffle players instead of the, like, um, gyro crowd and crew that we'll end up picking? Oh, Schultz. Yeah. Oh, Schultz has got to go, doesn't he? I think there's probably more. I mean, I think there was also a lot of, like, there's a lot of good talent coming through, WA talent, especially Indigenous talent coming through. And I think given uh, Sydney Stack, Tim Kelly... And um, the one-time player, premiership player, um, buddy, what's his name? Who? One played one game, won one player. Ah, oh, um, Marlon Pickett. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I mean, all of those guys were under our nose, literally at South Freer, like training on the same oval. It's, it's mental that they can then be like, oh yeah, like whoops. And then if you look at all the players that we've picked up lower than them, yeah, drafting is like a hindsight thing. But you go, hmm, a 23-year-old that's pretty good at waffle level versus our 18, 19-year-olds that look crap. Like, why? Yeah. I think you've got to fill voids. I think what we need to look to as well as filling certain voids in the second half. Like, we need to look at... So, second half of the season, we kind of bomb. And I think we need to look at, like, seasoned guys in the waffle that'll be able to carry for a lot longer and better than kind of what these Crowdens, Gyros, like yeah, that's kind time. of like a, I think those, the voids that they, like, I mean, have a look at Richmond, I mean, obviously hindsight's, but they picked him up with a broken finger halfway through the season. Yeah, like, exactly. He's played two finger. games. He played, almost played VFL Grandy and then the AFL Grandy. He got VFL best on ground in the Grandy and then he polled in the Norm Smith. Four votes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Dusty Pretty hadn't lit, if if Dusty hadn't lit that up, he would have won. Yeah, he like, could have won definitely. Um, and even with Dusty lighting it up, he still voted very well. So, I think yeah, maybe like just take it, take a few gambles on a few mature guys that you know. Yeah, surely probably they come to the doc- Dockers probably, and they'll just do it like a soft tissue injury week one. But um, I think maybe yeah. just a few hardened... Uh, we make them run on the concrete. I can make them run on the concrete as soon as they come down, barefoot, and then when they get a foot stress injury, then we know how to handle them, don't we? <laughs> um, so, silly trade season, what else is rolling around? So, so, uh, so Brad Hill's gone. Finish on silly trades, yeah. This is one of my favourites. So... All the stupid things that just like some punter says this. So this is one I got sent. St Kilda Football Club Uncensored is the name of the Facebook group. Um, it should have censored this one. A bit left field, but hear me out. How about we trade pick five and Luke Dunstan for Carlton? 
uh, Luke Dunstan to Carlton, sorry, for Paddy Cripps and Sam Walsh. Dunstan and Cripps both like-for-like like, tough inside mids, and pick five will only be one year younger than Sam Walsh, so technically a great move for the future. Thoughts? <laughs> Firstly, who's Luke Dunstan? One. And then secondly, it's like, you, you idiot. Like... Does he think... Jody, you can't... That is a great trade, though, for Frito. You can't question his trade. Like, yeah. it's a terrific trade for the dog. Does he think Jason Dunstall plays for us still? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Mate, it's just so good. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, people just are like, um, our player's worth lots because it's our player and your pick is worth nothing. I think people overvalue picks. They're like, oh, pick 10. Oh, my God, that's outrageous. Yeah. It's like, have you seen how many good players have come from pick 10? Like, probably a handful in the last 20 years. Yeah. Uh, I think people... I- the it's, compensation pick thing is, yeah, the compensation pick thing always blows my mind. Yeah. Like, the Geelong, the Geelong debate at the moment, like, what they pick Kelly up at 30? Yeah, late 20s. And, and you'll get consolation, like, they'll probably get what from the Eagles, 20? They'll get no, an early second round? They get, no, they, they Geelong want a first rounder and a high other pick. Like, Geelong want yeah. huge compensation. Which to me is... For a good player. I think you've got to stop yeah. looking at... Well, people are like, well, Brad Hill came over for pick 23. That means he's worth it now. It's like, no, it doesn't. That's like saying um, you bought that house for a hundred grand back in 1982, so that's what you sell it for now. It's like, no, that's not how stuff works. If you yeah. want the house, you've got to pay more. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I still think that getting a first rounder for Tim Kelly as compensation for someone who wants to leave. So you you can, I think that still puts your, in bigger picture in the biggest schemes, you picked up Kelly mid-second round, you know, does so well. Got two really good years like, out of him and now got a first round. He almost kicked, what did he kick? Three, like he kicked three, three goals in, prelim, in that yeah. losing prelim. So like, he almost dragged your team to a grand final. Um, you know, Brownlow contention, he almost won your club best and fairest. Like, you get a first rounder, like, trade him back. Who knows who you pick up with your first round pick? Like, mate, you know, I I just, if he's got, if he's going, uh, you can try barter and get a high, but then what do you get with your higher third round well, pick? Well, I think like, people just have to not listen to the clubs talking between now and when the trade happens, because it's like the Frio can't trade for Hogan if that's what they want. And everyone's like, Frio out of the equation. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not what he said. He said he was just publicly saying that they wanted too much. But so yeah. you just can't listen. They're all going to say, we want 10 million first rounders. And Eagles are going to say, well, he's not worth that. And then at the end, they're going to come to a deal. And you know it's going to happen. Yeah. So I think the like, just stop. We need to stop listening to people in the media at the moment more than yeah. anything. Um. But yeah, we'll see where that ends up. But Jody, that'll probably that'll do it. Hey, thanks for joining us in for a wrap up. Thanks. uh, Yeah, a little hour long episode. Oh mate, can't wait to bloody put a put a hold on the SoundCloud payments. Yeah, well, it's now coming off my account, so thank you very much. Did you change it to yours? Yeah, because you binge yours. (laughs) So this is sponsored by Juddy. This episode. Ah, so Juddy, come and party. Thanks everyone. for the question. Sorry that we um, we, we, we disappeared there. Yeah, we're back though. But now we're away and then we'll come back hopefully <laughs> after trade period. Maybe we'll do an exciting trade period. If we pick up something hell rowdy, like if we swoop in and get Tim Kelly, maybe we'll do like a boast episode where we yeah, just like... Yeah, I like that. Just post it on Eagle Vision. Yeah. And maybe um, oh, if anyone's got any uh, screenshots of sending the uh, sad Ross Lyon faced people, send it in. We'll try to uh, <laughs> collaboration there. Because I, I think like we've got it. four good ones. I like it. All right, mate. All it's right, been mate. a pleasure. Thanks. All right. I'll talk to you soon. See you later. Uh,